This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back. It's Mariner's Pod. Thanks for being here. We have a fun one for you today. We're going to hear from Mariner's reliever Eric Swanson coming up in a few minutes. Ryan Divish from the Seattle Times will be here as well. And we will celebrate Julio going yard for the first time. And what a way to do it as he absolutely destroyed a ball in Miami. Mariners take the final in Miami. They salvage the finale. And now it's off to Houston. We'll talk about that as well. So a ton to get into, uh, especially with yesterday's ball game. There was so much that went on in the finale in Miami. Uh, Logan Gilbert, of course, was on the mound again, taking his... 0.40 ERA into the ball game. Perhaps, hopefully we'll find out today, perhaps pitcher of the month in the American League. We'll find out. But again, keeping Miami off the board, he was really good. Logan Gilbert looks in and another 2-2 on the way to Solaire. Swing and a miss and he got him with a slider away. Strike three. So he picks up tie. Strikeout number three for Logan Gilbert. And the Marlins leave the tying runs aboard here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Holy smokes. So he ends up going five and two-thirds, just three hits, four walks, five strikeouts, 102 pitches, just one run allowed again. So his ERA has ballooned to 0 on the season. What a start it's been for Logan Gilbert. Uh, speaking of hot starts, it just continues for J.P. Crawford. Here's the pitch. J.P. with a swing and a fly ball deep to right field. Anderson going back to the one he tracked near the wall. Leaps up and it's gone. Goodbye baseball. J.P. Crawford with a home run into the bullpen. His fourth home run of the season. Mariners had a 2-0 lead into the six. Facing Alcantara, who's been one of the best pitchers in baseball. This is a great matchup. Uh, Gilbert and Alcantara living up to the billing. And the Mariners will put a couple runs on in the sixth. And the moment we've been waiting for for some time, Julio, blast off. Good count for Julio, 2-1 two and one with two out, two on. The pitch. Swung on and hits a deep left center field. Hey. There it goes. Julio checks in with his first big league home run. It's a 3-1 blast. And the Mariners have a 5-0 lead. He got the count. He got the pitch. And he lost it out there in deep left center field. Well done, Julio. Well done. Big moment for him. We've all been waiting. Mariner Nation's been waiting for this. 450 off the bat. Demolished. Would have been the second longest home run for any Mariner last season. The longest this season for the Mariners. Just destroyed. That's going to be the first of many for Julio. No doubt about that. So let's hear from... Julio after the ball game. So what was it like to connect there? Uh, it was like, it was, I was really excited, honestly. I can lie to you guys. I was really excited. And it felt really good uh, having having that first homer in the moment that it came to. 
in all your baseball career, have you ever had anybody intentionally walk to get to you? No, nah, that was the first. <laughs> that was the first, and that's what they got. Did you provide any, <laughs> did it provide any motivation? Like, yeah, like, it was like, okay, if you want the challenge with me, then I'm going to give you the challenge yeah. with me. That's what, that's what I was feeling. I was like, okay, if you want it, then let's go. Do you feel like it's easier now? Like, you got this home run, you've got some stuff out of the way. Like, everything is just about baseball now. You don't have all these miles. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's how I feel. I, that's how I've been feeling lately. I feel like every, I'm, I'm a little more settled, and I feel more comfortable with the game, more used to it. And like, the, everything seems a little slower now. Leo, what did you need to get to to get to that moment? We've seen you really kind of take things as they come to you and not try and do too much. What yeah, I just feel like it's everything, everything, honestly. Just uh, little by little, just making better swing decisions, taking better pitches, like putting myself in better counts. I feel like that's what, everything that led, that led to that moment right there because he threw me like uh, two sliders for ball. Then he threw me another one I swung. But I feel like if, we, if, I, if I was like out, open out there since the beginning, that I feel like I wouldn't have got that pitch to hit like that. So you, did you have an idea he might come with fastball there after th- three sliders? I mean, he'd kind of uh, done that to you, challenge you in every once in a while. Yeah, I feel like that, that's, that's, that's what kind of they've been trying to do. And like the situation of the game, they might have talked about it, and then he opened up with that slide, and they, he, kept, he kept on throwing that. I feel like I honestly was just trying to say, like, on the fastball, like you're trying to drive it somewhere, like maybe right center. It didn't go right center, but it definitely went to a good spot. <laughs> okay, did you get the ball? What are you going to do with uh, it? I'm about to meet the people that has that, that they pick up the ball. So I'm about to meet, meet, meet them up right now. What's, like, your, what's your plan for it? Uh, I'm going to just go talk to them, uh, give them two signed balls, one of my bats. And I'm excited to meet them, honestly. <laughs> Who gets the ball? Uh, you? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I gotta keep that one. Yeah, I gotta keep that one. Yeah. Here's what Scott Service had to say. Yeah, nice, uh, nice way to uh, try to get uh, headed to Houston. We certainly needed a, a W today, and then Logan Gilbert was fantastic. Uh, really, two quality pitchers out on the mound and uh, going back and forth. And uh, obviously, we got some some big hits. JP, nothing bigger than the Julio Homer, but uh, it was really driven and getting us in that position by what Logan uh, was able to do today. So uh, awesome outing. Uh, the bullpen after him had some anxious moments. We had some guy, traffic out there, but, but guys executed and made pitches. And uh, again, you know, JP Crawford, big day, but uh, you know, Julio was kind of the, the Julio breakout game. We're waiting for that first homer to come, and couldn't come at a better time. So, and he killed it. He absolutely, <laughs> that was a bomb. So uh, he continues to to trend in the right direction, as he likes to say. He's trending. He's been telling me for about a week and a half he's trending. So uh, we'll keep riding that trend. But uh, nice win today against uh, a very uh, quality opponent. And, Certainly, guys over there can really pitch, and you know we've had our hands full uh, here in Florida. I think it's time for us to get out of Florida. So nice win, and we'll head over to Houston. And Logan just battling out there. I mean, the four walks maybe not the best command, but you look up just the wandering run. He just seemed to be able to navigate through lineups. Yeah, Logan's throwing the ball really well. You know, there's times when it gets away from him a little bit, and that's what gets the pitch count up. So he's not quite able to get as deep in the ball game as he would like. But uh, his fastball was outstanding today. You know, he got the slider and the curveball going uh, a little bit later on in the outing. So, um, again, it comes down to his competitiveness. He is a really good competitor. And uh, you see it come out later in ball games. It's something we saw last year. We're seeing it again this year. He gets in that fifth and then the sixth inning. He knows he has to really bear down there and get us those big outs, and he's been able to do it. He's got his ability to adjust in game for a young kid. I mean, like they were hacking at him earlier, a ton of foul balls off him. He seemed to adjust to what they were doing. That isn't very common for a kid that young, is it? Well, he's, he's uh, very sharp. Um, he does understand the game and what's going on out there. And 
certainly his ability to make adjustments uh, is huge. Uh, that's what the good starting pitchers in this league do. You got to have really good stuff, but you got to have feel the pitch and be able to make some adjustments with his pitches, and he does. Uh, again, it goes back to his competitiveness, and he's got a, a way about him that he knows when to step on the gas and maybe step off a little bit. And uh, you know, making those adjustments is what this game's about at this level. Okay, so it sets the table. The Mariners end the road trip in Houston, three in Tampa Bay, three in Miami, now three in Houston, one and two on each of the first two legs. See what they can do at Houston. If they win a series, it ends up being a good road trip because this is a difficult one. We talked about it going in. Tampa Bay and Miami can really pitch. We know about Houston. So here's how it matches up. Tonight, 5-10 first pitch. Marco takes the ball, which is so great to see after getting hit with the line drive his last time. Jake Odorizzi, it's been a struggle for him, an ERA of six so far this season. We'll see if the Mariners can take advantage of that. 5-10 coming up on Tuesday, Flexen against Christian Javier. And then Wednesday, Brash against Verlander, some day baseball at 11-10. So this is going to be a really interesting series for the Mariners. We'll see how it shakes out. In the meantime, uh, Eric Swanson has been... Uh, he's really stepped forward in the Mariners' bullpen. He's not been scored on yet this year. He's been in higher and higher leverage situations as the season's gone on. And Shannon Dreyer had a chance to catch up with the Mariners' reliever. All right, Eric, it's been fun watching what you've done. It's been fun watching what the bullpen has done. And I, I think there were a lot of questions coming into the year because there's always that, oh, bullpens are very volatile. They can be different from year to year. You guys had such a great year last year. To come in and to be back there and kind of look around, well, he could take the ball, he could take the ball, he could take the ball. I mean, what, what's that like back there for you guys? Uh, it's, I mean, it's a great feeling when you have multiple guys who can go in in bigger situations in a game. Um it allows guys to, I guess, early on, especially this time of year, not get overused when you can trust four or five different guys in the bullpen. Um, and it's fun because you know that every single one of us that are out there right now can, can help pick each other up. Um, you know, we saw a lot of that last year, too. Uh, and then going into this year, like you said, it's bullpens can be super volatile. Um, try not to, to bring up too much about last year, but... You know, when we need a little bit of a reminder of, of what we did last year to have success, it's nice to be able to go back to that and, and kind of remind ourselves, that, hey, this is what we were doing when things were going really well. Um, and so far, you know, we, we've been doing it, and it's been, it's been fun. One of the things that you do great as a group is you throw strikes, and your strike percentage is absolutely fantastic. It takes a lot of confidence. I mean, I think a lot of people will say, oh, just throw strikes. It's easy, but it's it's not. Sometimes there's a hurdle to getting there. What what allows you to go out there and the rest of you, we're going to throw strikes and trust our stuff? Yeah, I mean, it sounds easy. You know, <laughs> looking in from, from the outside or, or even as a baseball player, it sounds easy to say, hey, go down and, and throw the ball right down the middle of the plate. Um, it sounds easy, but sometimes it's it's not. You know, situation of the game sometimes dictates where the ball needs to be thrown. Um, but that's one of the things that we we preach as a as a pitching staff, bullpen, starter, starting rotation, is we want to get ahead. We want to throw strikes, um, and having all of us out in the bullpen and in the starting rotation to to hold each other accountable. I think that's why we do a good as job a good a job as we've been doing. Um, it's just something that we really try to try to focus on throughout the year and and it helps you get ahead of hitters and the numbers show how how much more success you will have versus if you fall behind how do you hold each other accountable um 
kind of just bring up, uh, you know, every every series we kind of have our, our pre-series reliever meetings. Starters have one as well um, before every game that they pitch. But we keep track of, of who's where as far as um, in the bullpen, starting rotation, um, team by team throughout the league. Um, you know, we try to be at the top of the pack in that. So it's it's fun to go back and look at that after every series and see where we stack up. And um, a lot of times it, it directly relates to how we are pitching as well. So you're using the visuals. That really that means yeah. something to yeah. see those numbers now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's something that we really started preaching last year. Um, you know, saw the success that we had. We were towards the top of the league and first pitch strikes. We had success. Um, I think that is a, a big reason as to why we did, and that's something that we're continuing to preach and try to get better at every day. Are there gold stars or little emojis or anything on this, or is it just straight up, this is where we're at? This is kind of where we're at. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should start putting gold stars on a little sheet of paper. Like back in elementary school, if you were being good for a day or something, there you, you go. Gold star. <laughs> I think you're not ready for a T-shirt, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, you know, the splitter has been really interesting to watch how that has developed for you. Where are you? I mean, obviously you're using it a ton right now. When did that really kick in for you? Um, I would say last year for sure. Um, It's become a pitch that I feel very comfortable throwing at any point in the count. Um, It took me a while to really figure it out. I used to throw a changeup. I had to figure out how I was going to hold my splitter to mess around with a few different grips. and it's just kind of been a slowly developing pitch that's taken a little bit of time. Um, and I'm, I'm in a great place with it right now. I feel super confident with it. I feel like I can throw it to righties, lefties, any any time of the count. Um, and I'm throwing it a little bit more this year, too, which is nice. And I think that's you know gives me a little bit more options as to, as to other pitches that I can use as well. Can you believe? I mean, you used to be up, 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 and now you're down, down, down. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you got to just... You know, change as the game goes on, and, and a lot of times the game will let you know when you need to change, and the game let me let me know when I needed to change. Um, and I've been lucky enough and to be able to, to make some of those changes and continue to make those changes. So. You found something really good, which is very cool. My last question for you, what have you learned about yourself in those higher leverage situations? Um, try not to get, uh, I guess, too caught up in the moment. Um, you know, it's there's been been kind of a new experience for me over the last few years to be out of the bullpen um, and then to to have some opportunities in high leverage situations um, to not get super caught up in in what that situation is um, to focus on going out and getting ahead of hitters again as simple as that sounds it's such a big thing and it's a big part of our process Um, and when I'm able to do that I feel like I can pitch in any part of the game It's been great to watch Eric, thank you Thank you When you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time Kroger, fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply and we had a chance to talk with Ryan Divish. And Ryan, it is great to see you. We do not get a chance to get to Miami very often. 
So what has your trip been like? How has Miami treated you so far? <laughs> it's been okay. Um, this is, uh, I think, the third time I've been here. Uh-huh. Uh, I got in on Monday. I got in late Sunday night. Or not, I keep saying Sunday, but it wasn't. It was Thursday. What night did we get in here? Uh, Thursday. Late Thursday yeah, Today's night. Sunday. It is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, late, it's a long trip. Yeah. I I, I've kind of lost track. <laughs> late Thursday night and then uh, Friday, I got up and it was warm. It was really warm on that Friday. So... Where I'm staying at, they have this bridge that kind of, it's a bridge road that goes through those little islands towards Miami Beach. So I made the mistake of thinking I could run there and run back. <laughs> That's a long way, yeah, man. Yeah, it was four miles to the beach, and I walked around, and then when I went to run back, I um, I was not, it was not feeling great. Uh, my knee was sore, my Achilles was sore. <laughs> Shannon was making fun of me in the press box, because her and Brad Adam, because I had an ice pack on my knee and then i'd rotate back and forth but it was it was great i mean like this area is is great when the weather is nice um it's a different kind of vibe in miami than maybe tampa where we're just at uh but i i I don't know this trip is interesting like the last time i was here 14 when the mariners played james jones made his debut at the big league level and i remember stanton mike or giancarlo stanton they had the windows open and he hit one over the the budweiser sign there out in left center that's so far out and it was, I think that's the longest homer I've ever seen hit here. People are talking about the Solaire homer uh-huh. the other night, but that was definitely the longest homer I've seen in a long time. Man, that's, Stan makes any park look small. Uh, it's, that, is, that is destroyed. That's that, a long way. That 14 team, I believe, had Jose Fernandez, mm-hmm. Stanton, D. Gordon, uh, Steve Ciszek was the closer. Nice. It was crazy. Lloyd McClendon was the Mariners' manager. It just... I, I, I thought to myself, that was 2014, and how long have I been doing this? <laughs> no, I was thinking about it. So we are, because of the, the new schedule coming up next year, we're going to be in Miami more often than we yes. we usually are. So what trips are you excited about to see more often? What trips do you, you want to experience more than we normally do? Uh, I love Pittsburgh. Okay, I love Pittsburgh a lot. I think it's I think it's the coolest backdrop of any park. Yes, you know, walking across the bridge there, the Clemente statue. I just think it's it's one of the. I love the trip. I think you know the way they do that area downtown is great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anytime and for me, I have family in Denver. I love Coors Field. Oh yeah, I love going there. So those those parks. I mean, like. It's, it's funny, we always have this debate on what the best road trips are and stuff, and people don't understand, like, from a work standpoint, that always factors in. So I don't love Wrigley because it's hard, it's hard. to work in Wrigley. Yeah. If you recall, the, yeah, Shannon just gave the thumb down <laughs> sign. But the last time the Cubs were, or the Mariners were in Wrigley, it was Sunday Night Baseball, and uh, C-Sheck threw that wild pitch. And I think I watched the last five innings of that game in the concourse because you can't get down from the press box. There's no elevator. you got to walk through the crowd. So we went down thinking the Mariners are going to win this game. Felix was great and everything. And we sat and watched the last five innings in the concourse of Wrigley Field with a bunch of drunken Cub fans. So um, <laughs> Perfect. But for me, yeah, I think anytime I get a chance to go to San Diego, and which we always do anyways, Denver, uh, Pittsburgh, D.C. is kind of sneaky underrated. I don't love the park, but I love that area by yeah. the Navy Yards that they've really kind of fixed up. So, I mean, for me, the, the writers always talk about the least favorite trips because, like, also, in a lot of ways, T-Mobile Park and the Seattle trip is the favorite of all American League Yeah, they hear that it. all the yeah. time. Because yeah. if you're back east and it's muggy, you come to Seattle and it's 85, no humidity, you know, the good, well, formerly the big press box and everything like that, but they love that trip. For me, I always like Minnesota. San Diego. The worst one is what 
when you do the grading out, it's the worst trips that you can get the most debate on. For me, I just I despise St. Louis more than anything. It is St. the St. Louis. Yeah, I, I'm sure Goldsmith. If you can, he, he, I know. I, I will tell uh-oh. him that it is the single worst trip ever. It's hot. <laughs> it's gross. It's just hot and gross there. You need a Sherpa and a map to find the visitors' clubhouse post game. And then you have to deal with the baseball's best fans, I say in quotation marks, and the kind of obnoxious level. So I, that's not one of my favorites. Everybody thinks, oh, you must like hate Detroit or Cleveland. No, I can do those. But uh, St. Louis, don't love the new Atlanta park either. Mm. It's kind of a weird one. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to that. I don't even know. Do you know how the schedule is going to work? How many division games do they cut? I don't. Uh, they're going to cut a few. But I heard I'm it was not, down to 10, maybe. I'm not sure how, how many it's going to be. It's going to be interesting, though. I'm excited, I think, from a fan perspective, like a chance to see Soto more often, oh, for yeah. example. I think this is wonderful for fans because I think about it, you know, like uh, – Harper's going to come in with the Phillies. And Mariner fans have seen Harper like one time in his whole career. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. I think spreading the game around and yeah. seeing the young stars, and I'm, I'm sure for a lot of fans too, like, you know, going to see Julio. And there's Mariners fans yes. all over the country, and so they don't have to go so far to catch the team. I'll, I'll be interested to see how the scheduling works. Like you said, it, it's it's different. I mean, is it the last time we go to the, the Oakland Coliseum or whatever they call it this year? I know. I don't. I mean, nobody really knows what's happening there, and so it's kind of like you, you just kind of take it all in. I, it's my first year on the full-time travel, I covered games at Shea Stadium and the old Yankee Stadium, and now they're gone. And wow. la- this year, I check off the uh, last stadium on my list, City Field. I had never been to City oh, Field. Nice. So that's my last one. I've, I've seen them all. I've so, seen them all and seen several that no longer exist. Yeah. Astrodome, Metrodome, Shea, Yankee Stadium. Oh man, it's a long list, man. I'm old. So we are a month through the season. What's kind of your your overview, your 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 look on what you've seen this month so far from this team? I, you know, I, I think I think they're the offense. You, you look at what it could be, and we've seen hints of it, mm-hmm. and I think it can be better. Obviously, losing Mitch is a big deal to that. Um, pitching is about where I expected. Uh, the bullpens have been a little shaky, but you know the having it was crazy. Just having Paul Seawald out for that what is it yeah. eight to ten days? It's a big deal. It's just you could just see every situation where they would have went to Seawald, and it got a little hairy in those situations. So I think you know we have yet to see this team at full strength for more than three or four games, and we've yet to kind of see it all clicking. And I, I think that it's a pretty good team. We see that. I, I am surprised, you know, and I thought that they would be competitive within the AL West. And I think they will be. I'm surprised about how good the Angels are right yeah. now. I don't think that's got staying power, but I, I do think that this is a pretty good team. And, and you think about it, it's um, you haven't seen we haven't seen everything we expect to see from Julio. I think Kelnick we've only seen bits and pieces. Jesse Winker hasn't been him, his typical self, but then Eugenio Suarez has been better than I thought mm-hmm. early on. So it's you've kind of seen the highs and lows, but I, I think it's still. Kind of what we expected. That's a team that can get to ninety wins if it plays well, and if it, but it has to play well. Like they, they're not good enough or deep enough to just not go out and not have and perform or execute in the field and expect to win games. You know, you point out the division, which I find super interesting. Houston's offense is still really good, so that doesn't surprise me that they're playing well. But but the Angels, as you point out, they have played great, and I am I'm really curious to see the staying power for them yeah i mean if you look at their order their batting order their first five or six guys that's legit i mean you have a stretch there yeah you have a stretch there where you go through trout 
Otani, Rendon. Uh, who's the first baseman? Jared Walsh. Uh-huh. You have, Walsh. You know, Ward Joe, is hitting. Yeah, yeah, Taylor Ward's hitting. I was my Joe Adele has been okay. I mean, like that's a good group. You know, I've I've always questioned their pitching and their bullpen has been improved, but. I think what we're seeing now, too, is that, like, we're starting to see some of the attrition to bullpens and some guys getting beat up from the shortened spring training. Mm-hmm. Guys are going on the I.L. I think that's that'll be interesting. But the one thing, too, even, like, as bad as Texas is, and I figured they'd be bad because they can't pitch, yeah. they'll beat up your bullpen in a series. And then, you know, when if you get down now, we're getting down to 26 guys, you know, that's going to be interesting to see how you withstand some of these teams that have really good offenses where you maybe you only get a three-inning start or something, how bad it beats up your bullpen and how you move forward because that's that's going to be big. I mean, Texas isn't good, but they're they're still going to hit. And I'm curious to see what Oakland – Oakland still wins. I know. They Look still at win. them. I, I how know. do they do it's it? It's amazing. They still win games. I mean, I know they haven't played the best teams, but, I mean, you look at they played Toronto. It's up, they win games, and so there's no – there's no easy road for the Mariners, I think, and that's, you know, we saw what, how good I think the AL East is right now. I mean, Tampa, Tampa wasn't even at full strength, and the Mariners had their hands full. Yeah, of them. Tampa too. They're the kind of team where they take full advantage of two extra pitchers on the roster. So it's going to be interesting to see what teams like that do, losing two players here tomorrow. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like that's it's. You know, it's it's a big deal. Like Tampa maximized it. I think the Mariners tried to. <laughs> Their starting pitching's been good enough. They it's haven't. Been good. Yeah, it's like that's yeah, right. Well, it's, it's it's a good problem to have. But I, I think that'll change the way games are being played a little bit for now, sure. especially for Tampa because they basically went with three starting pitchers for how long? I don't think they can keep doing that. You know, and, and they're building some guys up. I mean, Drew Rasmussen has built up a little bit more. So I, it's going to be interesting to see how this next month plays out and what, how that affects the Mariners. I'm very curious to see how the Mariners offset Mitch Haniger being out yeah. because it's that's just a that's a known bat that mm-hmm. people are worried about in the lineup and you know he hadn't done a ton but he seemed to have some big homers when they really needed to and we've seen like the Mariners they're they're kind of missing that punch a little bit right now yeah that's right Ryan thanks for coming up appreciate it as always oh yeah anytime.